Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lobanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. Judd's Hockey Show. And it is Judd's Hockey Show on a Thursday night following a 4-1 to loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins for the Minnesota Wild. Judd and A.J. Fredrickson with you. He is producing and co-hosting. And, um, boy, a lot to get to here, A.J. Um, first of all, this performance to me coming out in the first period, not acceptable at all. Uh, it was a Pittsburgh team that was desperate. You knew they were going to be desperate, and yet you didn't match their intensity. But before we even get to that, let's talk about the injury situation. Because as I've told Declan before, you, just when you're concerned about um, where a guy, where is Gustav Nyquist going to play? What, what, where is he going to play? There's no room for him. It's time of year where guys get hurt. And um, two injuries suffered tonight. Both players did not return. Oscar Sundquist was cross-checked by Chris Letang. He did not come back. That is concerning. Uh, the other one is extremely concerning, and that is uh, Jewel Erickson taking a slap shot, killing a penalty off what looked like the left boot area of his skate. He could, uh, he got up, he could barely get up, he couldn't function after that. The Penguins scored immediately. He went to the bench, went to the locker room, and did not come back. Um, and despite the attempts of Bally Sports North to sugarcoat it as, hey, there's depth here. Um, let's just call a spade a spade. Let's cut through the crap. Uh, AJ, if Erickson Eck is hurt, I don't know how you replace him. Um, if Sunquist is hurt, you can put Nyquist in. That sort of makes sense. Not ideal, but you can do it. Um, if Erickson Eck is hurt, he is one of your, I mean, well, one, he's your best, uh, defensive center. Goudreau is probably second, but I mean, he has, he's so pivotal. He does so many things so well. I think a lot of them we don't appreciate, but that's neither here nor there. He does them. Um, if Erickson Eck is out for any amount of time, and my fear is he broke his foot, because, I mean, that shot was – like, a guy like that gets up. 
Um, but that doesn't mean a lot. Despite the despite what they tried to paint on television tonight, that one really, really concerns me. And again, I don't exactly know like where where does the help come from? That's a center. You don't have centers just unless you're going to, to go get uh, Marco Rossi from Iowa uh, and he's going to play well. And I mean, that's a lot to ask. It's too much to ask probably. I don't know how you replace that guy. Yeah, um, I, my notes here. I have. I love. Mojo, I, I like what I, you're doing. I'm very proud of you. Thank you very much. I have uh, Sunfist hurt equals bad. Right below that, I have Jeek hurt equals very bad in all caps. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I mean, you put it pretty well. There's some guys on lineups, in especially in the Wilds lineup, where it's like they get hurt, they're going to miss some time. You're like, it does stink, and it does. It, it's a, it's a, it's a knock to the team but there's guys that can step up probably fill in the gaps because you know, some of the, uh, it's a Venn diagram of skill set among some of these guys who can play these different roles. And so it's just a matter of tinkering. Jewel Erickson is, uh, is a guy who has in, he is a Venn diagram of his own just because he is able to contribute offensively. He can move the puck well and hop up in the play. He does so much on the backside of things, getting back, um, on the penalty kill where he got hurt. He was out there for a reason because he's a sound defensive player. He's a guy that um, I think we, we talk about Brodeen getting overlooked in the Norris. I think uh, Eric Sinek gets overlooked, maybe not to the same extent, but at times for the Selkie, um, yeah. just because of how good of a two-way player he is. Um, so when you do have um, Jewel Eric Sinek get out of this lineup, and I am waiting with bated breath to see just what exactly it is, because if it's uh, if it's a stinger and maybe it's just he's got to stay off for a couple of days, we have a little swelling. I can live with that. But if it's a broken foot, which I I would imagine is probably worst case scenario, I don't know what you do. You don't have a guy that can really step in and take that workload and really. Um, I mean, you're you're already a team that's so low on center, ta- right? Like talent at the center position, exactly. and now the one guy that you have who I would say is a legitimate center in every team in the NHL. I, you just can't you can't lose him so i don't know how they're going uh to adapt and and overcome here it's uh you know i'm i'm fingers crossed that it's going to be the, uh, the the better news than than the worse yeah i'm i'm with you completely um i just yeah if it's i mean what best case it's a bruise but it, i mean that shot was right on the boot um we've seen that before it's usually not good it usually ke- keeps you out for a while so yeah, I just don't know. There's not, you know, again, there's um so Goudreau bumps up and blah blah blah, but that still that still is not um an answer to a guy who is as important. And you know, to your point, you know, guys like Brodeen and Eric Sinek, you don't appreciate them until they're not playing mm-hmm. because you know, you don't really think about what they do. Like they're not uh, uh they don't make sexy plays. You know, they don't make plays where you're like, "Oh, and in fact, we could say, well, Eck hadn't been scoring a lot lately, but the key with a guy like that is it doesn't matter. Like, it's nice if he does score, but they just bring so much. Uh, let's get to the game, though. Okay. Yeah. Second period was better. Third period, Pittsburgh pulled the same stunt that the Wild pulled against Colorado last week. They actually won that game, but then pulled on Monday against the Golden Knights. Uh, this prevent defense crap, which I absolutely can't stand. But let's let's talk about the first period because th- this disturbs me, okay? You're fighting for the central division title, which by the way is important. Like if you can win the central division, you want to, it's not like, it's not like a luxury. Um, You'd prefer to pull away and get that first place. 
sets up a matchup against what? Probably Seattle. That's more favorable one. Again, as we've talked about before, Dallas doesn't scare me, but if you can win the division, you want to. And the first period, I felt like the wild came out. Pittsburgh was desperate. And you know what? In their predicament, trying to get a wild card spot, they have to be. But I felt like the wild was just very relaxed to allow Pittsburgh to play their game. And I'm not sure about you, but that really disturbs me. I mean, we are four or five, five games, uh, four now away from the playoffs. Like that intensity has to be matched. This is not layback time. This is not luxury time. This is a time where I want to see you because you're not a good enough team to like just coast in. Um, you know, it's one thing if you're Boston and you've been beating the uh, pants off opponents uh, and you're resting guys, but the Wild's not doing that, or they certainly were not. I was really disturbed with that first period tonight because I don't think there's an excuse for it. I just don't. Yeah, I honestly, I think you're being very generous to say that they came out to play in the first period. I didn't see the Minnesota Wild hockey team until midway through the second. It it was a really pathetic performance in the first period. They, I mean, I, I think it was the 17th shot on goal of the period was where the Penguins finally found the back of the net. 17 yeah. shots and that's with like time still yeah. to go in the period what is happening i it's i can maybe excuse a period like that back in you know early december early january you know you're gonna you're gonna have those times you can't have that within like a week two weeks of the playoffs happening you have to be firing on all cylinders, whether or not you have guys missing, whether or not you're dealing with injuries, whether or not you're missing your superstar. You have to at least show that you're like playing with a certain intensity. And that just wasn't there tonight. I can I can live with if the Penguins channel, you know, what they have been for the past decade and they want to come out and play like a superstar team. And Chris Letang is all, all of a sudden 25 years old. And we have Sid the kid instead of Sid the adult and all that stuff. But the wild they 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 looked like it was a Sunday afternoon and they were out in a hammock in the backyard and it was a nice 75 degree day and they're like yeah I'll get another iced tea in a little bit and then we're going to grill out later blah 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 there's no there's no urgency there was no attention to detail it was sloppy it was slow it was lazy when there were turnovers it was just kind of like ah well you know we'll get it on the next rush up the ice not a big deal let's just i guess let's mosey on back to the defensive zone and oh oh look at that another shot great save mark andre thank you for having us back here um no i i was i was sick to my stomach after the first 20 minutes judd it was um from what we've seen this team show at times against some of the better teams in in the conference here the past couple of weeks the penguins are a team that they're fighting for their playoff lives they want to get the most out of this core group of guys that they can while they still have them. They want a playoff spot. Yeah. They're not going to like lie, like roll over and lie down. You have to go out there and bring a certain level of intensity. And there was none. It was zero. They were a wet paper towel tonight in the first period. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, again, that's a game where they have to come out and play hard and they did not. And it was incredibly uh, disappointing. Jackson says, relax, Judd. Let's see the energy that they have on Saturday. Why should we, yeah, why should we relax? This is where, this is how you lose first round playoff series by having this mentality. I'm so sick of this. Okay, you know what? They should come out on Saturday like they should have come out tonight. Um, tonight was a playoff style game against an Eastern Conference team. Pittsburgh's desperate. You should be desperate to win the division. 
And, and like, don't say, well, you might get guys hurt because they got two guys hurt regardless. So like, there is no reason Jackson, there is no reason for these teams not to be coming out and playing. And at least if nothing else, matching Pittsburgh's effort, matching Pittsburgh, what they are doing. And AJ's right. I mean, the shots on goal in the first period were ridiculous. And here's my other problem. That's Marc-Andre Fleury going, going back into Pittsburgh to play. And that's how you play in front of him. That's mm-hmm. an embarrassment. You're embarrassing your team. Get your act together. I, I mean, look, if we if we all expect this team to go out in the first round, then somebody tell me and I'll back off because then I just don't care anymore. But we should be sick of that by now. And this team has shown, much like the Wolves have, now the Wolves are the extreme of, of this, but this team has shown that when it's playing well, it can play really well. And that first period was effort. That that first period was intensity. It had zero to do with skill. The amazing thing is you lost a game four to one to the Penguins tonight in which I'm not sure about you. I barely thought about Crosby or Malkin. Letang was great. That first goal is fantastic. But I mean, so we're talking the star power of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I didn't really think about them much. But I'm just, I'm so tired of, well, just relax. It'll be fine. How many times have we said that? And how many times has this team gone out in the first round? If I'm not mistaken, this team hasn't got past the first round since 2015, okay? Mm -hmm. So, oh, and now now Jackson says score north is too sensitive. Um, Hey, I'm I'm an emotional guy, so I... Well, but but the thing is, okay, I am sensitive, but here's why. I pay a lot for cable. I pay a lot for ballys, and I got more smoke blown up my behind every night than I can shake a stick at, aside from the Timberwolves. Okay, so no, I'm not going to back off. I'm not going to be well. That they they might have tried hard. You know, third period they played. They tried hard. First of all, Pittsburgh in the third period goes to that prevent. BS. I can't stand that. But <laughs> you're right, AJ. That first period, inexcusable. And you need to get your act together. And as far as I'm concerned, this was a game that was extremely important. Dallas is playing Philadelphia tonight. They already lead, I believe, 3 nothing. The Colorado Avalanche are playing the San Jose Sharks tonight. They lead 10 nothing, and the game hasn't even started yet. So, you know, no, I'm not going to back off. I'm going to hold this team to a standard that they play far superior to what we saw. And if they don't, we are looking at a repeat of every other year. And there is no reason, last thing before I throw it back to you, there is no reason why this team can't win the Central Division other than what they are doing to themselves. And tonight is, to me, a huge, a huge demerit to this team. The the reason personally why I, and I you kind of, touched on it there too. The reason why I'm so, and I'm going to, I will say offended by the effort in the first period and why I'm so up in arms about it is because it, it's as a fan. And that's ultimately what I am at the end of the day, I invest now. I'm sure there's people in the chat and there's people who are going to listen to this show that follow score North as well, that we invest so much of our time, our free time outside of everything else in our lives to these Minnesota sports teams and we 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 wait with bated breath and we give them our attention and we give them our our money to w- just watch them and we 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 take we set aside this time 
all I want is just to, I want to see that they care and that they're trying. And that's just not what I saw in the first, the first period. It's different than if, you know, I like back when I worked uh, in retail about a year ago, if I go in for a shift and, you know, I kind of, I, I, I put about 50% in and, you know, I'm folding t-shirts and yeah, Hey, uh, it's over there on aisle three, whatever. And then I try for the final couple hours. Cause I'm like, okay, I probably should. It's different than that because I have maybe three people that really outweigh my expectations there and are, are depending on me. This is an entire state. It's an entire community that people's emotions like rise and fall with every, every second in these games. I just want you to go out there and you're, you're spending an hour of your day playing a game. I just want to see that you're trying. And I just didn't see that in the first period. So that's why I personally feel, like I said, I'm a little offended about it. Um, this, that being said, they did rise to that level of occasion midway through the second, and they started two in the third. But at that point, it's just it's just too late. It's too late, right? Don't do late. that. Yeah, and that drives me crazy. That drives me. We're gonna come back now and show you. Come out with that. Like, there's nothing. That first period was nothing but effort. That's my problem. If the Pittsburgh Penguins come out and they kick your ass, let's just say they're better. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say they are just superior. And Crosby comes out. And they and Malkin comes out and they skate circles around you because you ain't that good. Okay, that's frustrating to watch, but I get it. But that's not what that was. Mm-hmm. And what drives me absolutely crazy about the second period and then the third, especially, is it's this no, we're gonna try again. And you got exactly what you deserved, which is you pressured, 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 and the and the penguins came down and Jeff Carter scored that backhanded goal. You deserve that. That's exactly what you deserved, and you got it. Um, but I, this team, look, this is a team that if they, and we've talked about this, if they don't work their butts off every single night, like they should never come out. And this has been my point all year long. And I, just to be very clear, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think what they did at the, de- at the deadline, what Bill Guerin did at the trade deadline was absolutely great. Okay. I think they improved themselves. They got tougher. They are a physical team. Uh, They can dictate play when they want, not necessarily from a skating standpoint, but from a physical standpoint for sure. But when this team comes out and if they ever try to get by on talent, they're going to lose every single time. That's been my point all year long. You need to, you need to know that you are not that talented. You got to work your ass off. Um, I'll give you an example of a guy I saw getting crap tonight who I think actually played pretty hard and he didn't have a great game, but, and, and we probably haven't seen this enough. Marcus Foligno, I thought played a pretty hard game. Like he was going to the net. He was trying. That's what you got to do. You got to do that every single time. And when guys get caught up in trying to be talented, you are, this team's absolutely done then because they're not talented enough. They don't have enough talent to get by. Um, and that's what I saw far too much tonight. And again, it's a cautionary tale. Saturday against Vegas bothered me because I felt that they tried to over-talent the Golden Knights. Monday didn't because I felt that they actually dictated play quite a bit. They lost in a shootout. It was disturbing how they played, I thought, in the third period because they sort of went to the prevent again. Um, but I, I but I actually thought, AJ, that Monday was a pretty good performance. Like, I think they did a lot of things well. Yeah. And tonight, I felt that they went back to trying to get by on talent. And Pittsburgh was the desperate team. And the Wild had no interest in matching that desperation when they had to, which was from the moment the puck dropped. That's playoff hockey. And I got news for you guys. We're there. And gals, we're there. It's playoff hockey time. 
Yeah. And, you know, when looking back, I guess, at the game a little more in depth here, I noticed that in middle of the second period when they started really to, like I said, try and show that like, okay, we, we actually need these points here. Let's actually try to, to put the puck in the net. The fourth line was the one I, I felt yep. personally driving a lot of that momentum. Yep. Reeves, Dewar, Duhame. Those three names were out there on the ice, and to your to, to your point, Felino, who I saw kind of fifty fifty on uh, the good old Minnesota Wild hockey Twitter tonight. Of he's you know you got to sit him or wow I love the effort. Um, those four guys for me were really leading the charge, getting the momentum. I and I don't expect them to go out there and score every shift or have an offensive scoring chance every shift, but mm-hmm. um, that they were they they did their role, and it sucks to have interference penalty after interference penalty um i do want to hear your thoughts too on the dumba hit on that interference call too um because i saw two different angles and it was i'm i'm still a little torn but it it, it's just so frustrating the fourth line is not the team or is not the group of guys that i want to have to like lean on and expect to show up and be the guys that show up and really kickstart this team it should be Matthew Boldy. It should be Matt Zuccarello. It should be Marcus Johansson at this point, given what we've seen from him. Um, and granted, Marcus Johansson, I think, looked good tonight, with especially with his power play goal. Um, yep. He was one of the few forwards, I think, that was like charging full steam into the offensive zone every time they rushed up the ice. Um, but yeah, no, fourth line, I think they, uh, for this loss, at least get a pass in my book. Oh, yeah. I thought the fourth line worked their butts off. I don't think I talked to you about this um, the last time that we did a show together. I talked to Declan about this, and I talked to Declan and uh, Jesse Pierce on the show Wednesday about this. But I'll run this by you. Okay. Could you do Could you do me a favor and call your local police precinct and put out an APB for number 36? Because <laughs> Matt Zuccarello has disappeared. Yeah. Um, you're not going to win a playoff series this way. And maybe when maybe when Kaprizov comes back, it's fine. But here's my thing. And, you know, make no mistake, until tonight, without Kaprizov, Boldy's been fantastic, okay? So I'm not even, I'm not even going to go there with him because he's been so good. 13 goals in 12 games going into tonight. Off night tonight, I can accept an off night. But when Kaprizov got hurt, I said, Zuccarello's got to start shooting, and he's got to contribute. He's got to start scoring. He scored goals in the first two games without Kaprizov. I think we're 11 games into Kaprizov's absence now. Uh, I don't know when he's going to come back. It sounds like he, you know, he's skating again, so he might come back before the regular season ends, which I think is four games left. But I said, Zuccarello has to shoot. He has to contribute. He has to score goals. He had two goals in the first two games. He hasn't scored since. Uh, he's just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I will say this, and this is independent of tonight. I don't think you can win a playoff series with Zuccarello doing as little as he's doing. And if he gets an assist here and there on a Kaprizov goal, I still don't think that's enough. Uh, his disappearance has been a massive as, as a, what AFC, Y-U-N-G says there. Uh, it, it's been a massive disappointment and that note is right on the screen on youtube he is mia right now 
Yeah, I'm I'm still holding out hope that as soon as you bring 97 back into this lineup, it's back to, you know, sunshines and, and rainbows for, for that top line because I I think it's just so dependent. But it is insanely frustrating during this absence that he's just, he's almost non-existent. He's not um, a winger that you can rely on to generate offense on his own. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's eye-opening and it's, it's great that when they do have the chemistry and they're both healthy and in the lineup, it's super fun to watch. But, you know, if one of those guys needs to take some time off, they should, it, I mean, half of, half of that pairing is going to be able to do that. The other half we've seen here evidently cannot hold up their end of the bargain. So it's very frustrating. Um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm just holding out hope that when it does come back, we go back to the way that it is. But if if he keeps playing like this is, you might as well shuffle things around in, in some way, shape, or form because you cannot keep getting out, uh, get him, getting him out there for what's he like 15 minutes a game. I don't think he deserves that. He's he's not playing like a guy who deserves that amount of ice time. And I do believe his skill set is there, and I do believe that he still can be a good hockey player. It's just he looks so lost right now. I don't know what it is. Maybe we need to hook him up with Aaron Rodgers and go sit in the dark for four days, and then maybe he'll come out and he'll be able to find a find a a, a goal or two. So I'm not sure. I think the intriguing thing here is uh, to to go from what was pretty much a downer of a night. I think the intriguing thing here is what Nyquist can potentially contribute. So he's going to be back. I think it sounds like he it sounds like he actually might play on Saturday against the Blues. I think uh, Kaprizov and Nyquist both traveled. They made it very clear that uh, Kaprizov was not going to play tonight. I don't. I'm guessing Kaprizov does not play Saturday night. The X against the Blues. I think Nyquist might. That's going to be an intriguing one because he's missed a ton of time. That's going to be a big. You know, he's not going to step. I don't think he's going to step in and pick up. You know, and start scoring goals. Uh, but he is definitely an in- interesting addition. Uh, you know, and I don't. I'm sure Zuckerall is going to get every chance to reunite with Kaprizov. Uh, yeah. and play with him on, on a line with Hartman. That being said, you know, Nyquist potentially brings something that certainly a guy like Sunquist couldn't, and that is goal-scoring ability. Um, again, if X out, I just don't know how it works because you can't replace him. But the Nyquist potential return does intrigue me and I think could lead to at least having another guy who teams have to focus on as a potential goal scorer. And right now, there's not, you know, Kaprizov potentially coming back for sure, right? Boldy for sure. Uh, but there's not a lot of guys in the lineup right now that scare you as far as goal-scoring potential. At least Nyquist would have the ability, if he can pick up at a decent place, to bring that. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines, and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Yeah, um, I'm seeing reports that uh, per Michael Russo of The Athletic, there's, and it's not just Caleb Smith, thank you to him for tipping me off to this before looking elsewhere, but uh, player-only meeting possibly going on after the game tonight. What are your, I, I want to hear your thoughts on that, because the last time, and this was covered extensively through multiple outlets, that there uh, a player-only meeting 
kind of revamped and kickstarted this team. And, you know, you can talk about the, it may, this is with hindsight of they went on this 14 game point streak and is the longest in, in franchise history and all that stuff. I mean, how many, how many of these do you have these magical heart to heart experiences a season that can really get things turned around, Judd? Do you want sports dad's thoughts on this? Yes, I would love it. Okay, here's what Sports Dad is going <laughs> to tell you, my young AJ, and and all of you, all of you young viewers out there and and listeners, uh, you can only go to that well x amount of times, and I don't know right before the playoffs is an ideal time. Um, I don't even know that this was necessary. Like the Golden Knights losses, the, the loss on Saturday, I wasn't high on, but I wasn't disgusted by it. Uh, the loss on Monday, I thought they actually played pretty well. Um, now was this done because Eck is hurt to a point where it is bad and they have to like sort of calm themselves down? Like, I would like to know why this certainly didn't, I look tonight wasn't pretty and it was disturbing how they played. I don't think tonight's loss though should have triggered that. Right. And like the loss to the golden Knights, um, in which picked up one point of a possible, what four in two games. I didn't think were was especially disturbing. So I'm curious exactly what they were talking about. But that being said, uh, I don't think you can go to this well an endless amount of times. Every time something goes wrong, yeah. let's <laughs> shut the locker room door and tell Dean to leave. The other thing that bothers me about this to a certain point too, and we saw this last year and it backfired completely. And this is where I become very concerned about Dean. Don't know how you, I'd, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this. Um, do you remember how Dean was basically like last year at this time, the locker room polices itself. Like sometimes we don't even go in there. Coaches don't go in. And I'm like, dude, you need to go in there sometimes. Like yeah. you are the coach of this team. The The policing thing is great. But last time I checked Mark Messier and Ray Bork didn't play for your team. And those are the type of guys who could, you know, be basically say, get out. Um, so I get a little bit concerned about how Dean tries to go hands off. Uh, veterans, it's great. Look, they've got some good guys now. I like the locker room. I used to hate it. You know that I despised the group when it was Parisi and Zucker and Suter, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think the head coach needs to sometimes go in, close the door himself and say, here's what you didn't do well. And you're going to improve without saying, I'm going to leave it to Jared Spurgeon. You know, the whole thing of Spurgeon's always calm. Sometimes I don't want calm. Sometimes I want to coach to throw some things around or to at least sternly lecture his team. So I'm a little bit disturbed by this. Ah, players only. They're going to do it again. Yeah, don't don't count on that. Yeah, before I do answer kind of your, your question about it, um, it looks like the latest message this evening was stop being complacent. You can't just flip the switch once you get to the playoffs. I don't know what else the conversation. Why are we talking been? about that now, though? Like, I know that. Yeah, I, I, like I'm I could have flown. I could have flown to Pittsburgh, taken the ice, not been good, but known that I was going to slash eight or nine guys because you can't be complacent. See, this is what bothers me. This is this is today's sports that really drives me crazy. Why are we be there? There's four games left. Complacency? Are you are you serious? Are you are you going to be complacent? You have concerns about complacency with four games left? You're fighting for the Central Division title? Like, what's the complacency? Well, geez, I was going to go home and get some ice cream. Uh, uh, oh, we got a game against Pittsburgh. I mean, honest to God. What the hell is going on here? How, how does this happen? 
How are you? No, no, no. But I mean, November. Let's talk about. Okay, we got complacent. Okay, that's a problem. But we're four games from the playoffs. I mean, Bill Guerin should go down there. I, if I, Bill Guerin, I'd say you're all driving home. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm gonna rent you all cars. You're all gonna drive home. You're oh, not. No, no one's gonna fly home. You, you sure as hell aren't flying first class in a in a chartered jet. I, this is on. No, I can't do this. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I, Get them on Delta on the fly home. There's no reason that they put them in be- coach. Put them in coach tomorrow morning. I I haven't stay in Pittsburgh. I'd put them in coach, and then I beg skate their asses once they get back. See, this drives me crazy. Put put some of those guys between two people that look like me and see how comfy that flight is. You know, like re- make them really think, think about it. Yes, Matthew White. Get them on the grand. Get them on the ground bus. I like it. Greyhound baby. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I going way back, and it seems like pretty far back to your point now. Dean, get in the room. You you can't. This is not this is not a Disney movie. You you can't rely on. And I know these are grown adults, and I and I understand there's a lot of veteran presence in that room. I'm gonna let them sort it out themselves x amount of times throughout the season. At a certain point, you are the coach. You need to say, all right, I I have to steer the ship here. You need to get in there and say whatever it is you do, and get the guys going. Be you know be the coach. Like, do you think do you think Rod Brindamore? is just letting the guys patrol the room. And you think they're letting Svechnikov and Martinook, you really get in each other's face. No, he's in there. Rob, the bot is in there getting in guys faces, telling them what they need to do and the attitude they need to have. Dean, take control, grab the horse by the reins and buckle up. Let's, let's tell people what exactly you want instead of, well, let's, let's kick the rock around and maybe they'll find it out themselves. You know, I have, I try, I, these are a great group of guys, Jeff. Just great energy in the room, and let me tell you, they have a lot of heart and a lot of determination. And I and I, I think they're going to find their own voice. Get in there and make them find their voice. Give them their voice. There, there's no reason to be letting the room police itself right now. Well, and you know, hopefully this will work. Hopefully they'll come out more intense. But it's very disturbing to to me and disappointing that they have to have this type of conversation now. It's just like this should not be. This should not have been an issue. Um, going into tonight's game and it was, and I'm not, I'm not quite sure why, but yes, it disturbs me. All right, age. Uh, I'm fresh out of thought. You, um, really quick. I I brought it up earlier. Matt Dumbot, he's been okay so far. Um, I think over the past couple of weeks today was not a good night for him in, in the slightest. He had that bad, uh, hit, um, the interference call, I forget on who the hit was later in the game on the Jeff Carter goal. It was a crossing of wires where he essentially set a nice screen on, on Jonas Brodeen. I thought I had, to, I took my glasses off. I had to clean them before watching the replay. Cause that was laugh out loud. Funny. Um, like th- that was America, America's funniest videos, like a submission. That was, a, that was how good it was. What did you think of his hit on that, uh, on that interference call? Because I saw a couple uh, writers from around the league saying that the player safety department might have a look into it because there was possibly some some shoulder to head contact. I thought it was absolutely fine. I thought it was a borderline penalty at best. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean the guy put his head down. Like you can't put your head down. This is a sport yeah. that you can't put your head down. If I jump, if I'm Dumba and I jump up and the guy's looking at me and I and I, I, I chicken wing him in the head, that's that's a penalty and probably a suspension. I thought that guy put his head down and he came across the, the blue line. And uh, I thought, it, and he got rid of the puck at the last second. 
I thought it was borderline. And I mean, I am the last guy to be a, a wild apologist. I'm not sure about you, but I thought that was very close to not even being a penalty. So I didn't find, I do not think there's any way. I mean, that's not a suspension. It shouldn't be a fine. No. Um, my, my initial reaction to it was if that's a interference call, every time somebody rings the puck around after like a dump in is yeah. also a penalty. Um, and then the slow-mo doesn't help because it's just such a elongated like pause, but um, yeah, no, it, it's, did he fine. jump though? He didn't really jump. Right. I, I guess like maybe the issue is if, too close. The, the issue is if you go up and go like that. Yeah. It, get, it, it looked like he was more just, he tried to elevate his, his shoulder to like meet the guy, but I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. That's a, that's essentially all I have though, for, for thoughts and whatnot. Um, Marcus Johansson continues to step up. Boldy yeah. gets his hundredth point fastest ever wild player to get to a hundred career points behind Kirill Kaprizov. So and he's been great. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 you know, we've, we've I mean, talked enough about him. So, yeah. And he's played, I, I mean, he, I didn't think that he, he had a great game tonight, but my God, I think he has 13 goals in 13 games now. Uh, before we, we go, I do want to tell you all about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who helped me drop around 40 pounds and can help you lose weight as well. If you are looking for spring and summer to get into shape, to look great, it is Livia Weight Control Centers. It's not a diet. It's not a fad. It is a lifestyle change that's going to help you drop weight. And most importantly, their dietitians are going to help you keep it off. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Oh, and I buried the lead. The first eight weeks are free. So you're going to get your first eight weeks for free. You're going to lose a lot of weight. You're going to feel great. And uh, eight weeks, think about that. In eight weeks, you can be looking good and feeling great. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. AJ, thank you very much. Judd's Hockey Show will return soon. Uh, I wish that this was uh, a happier edition, but at least we have the Gophers going to the national championship game, beating Boston University 6-2. Congratulations to Bob Motzko and crew. We will talk to you all soon. You know, there's no room for petty bull****.